Hey fam, hello, 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 hello. Family and sisters here with a word, okay? The Lord got me out on a late night in my car giving this word, but I shall profess what thus saith the Lord. Do you hear me? So family, I want to start this word off by saying you cannot curse something that the Lord has blessed, okay? And I need you to know that. The Lord, he says, I've called you by name. You are mine. I have confirmed that you are mine. And nobody, no demon, devil in hell can curse what I have blessed. Okay? And he needs you to know that you cannot fight this battle humanly. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We use God's mighty weapons, not these worldly weapons. You hear me? That's what we do. Our weapons are not carnal. I want to take you um, to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. Um, let's go to verse 3. We are human, but we do not wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We would destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture their rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And after you have become fully obedient, we will punish everyone who remains disobedient. Let me tell you something. We are not fighting this fight humanly. I'm not about to catch an attitude with you. I'm not about to be sitting out in these streets cussing and fussing with you. You know what I'm about to do? I'm about to go and pray. I'm about to go to my secret place. I'm about to go into the war room. And I'm about to go boldly to the throne of grace. Do you hear me? That's how I fight my battles. I don't fight my battles humanly. I don't fight my battles carnally i don't waste time fighting these battles but i use god's weapon i use the word of god i go and i profess the word of god i tell the lord what he said i reminded him of what he told me that's how i went in the battle i want to take you to ephesians chapter 6 do you hear you listen we gotta go to ephesians chapter 6 because this this word is coming out tonight i'm pushing this bad boy out tonight verse 10 a final word be strong in the lord be strong in the lord and in his mighty power put on all of god's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies but against evil rulers and authorities of this unseen world against mighty powers in this dark world and against evil spirits in this heavenly places therefore put on every piece of god's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil listen we are not fighting a battle that is a human battle we are not waging war with flesh and blood enemies i'm not mad at people i got a problem with the spirit behind you the spirit behind you is what i speak to i don't gotta speak to you i don't gotta speak to your flesh i'm going to the king of kings and the lord of lords and that's where i'm fighting my battle at do you hear me that's where the battle is gonna get one it's not gonna get one in these regular streets it gets one in the spiritual streets do you hear me?
Jesus said he saw Satan fall like a flash of lightning. It was by the word of God that Satan had to fall like a flash of lightning. It was nothing that it was nothing that anybody had to do, but it was the word of God. It was the depart from me. Do you hear me? That's all it takes. That's all it takes. I want to take you to Numbers Numbers 23. Let's go to Numbers 23. Can I give you a testimony real quick? Other night I'm pulling up um to my house. It was it was late. And my kids had just went went um down the slip and slide and stuff. They was they had went to my parents' house, had a little barbecue, had all that. We came home on a late night. And I started praying to God. And I was like, Lord, just keep us safe as we walk into this door. Lord, just make sure that I, me and my children are protected, Father, and that no harm comes near my dwelling. Do you hear me? And as I was praying to God, I see somebody walking from the bushes. Do you hear me? I see somebody coming out from the bushes. But see, I was already walking with God, so I wasn't even afraid. I just looked at him, and he looked at me, and he said hi, and I said hello, and I put my key in the door, and I never, I never flinched. Because I was so firm in what I prayed to God about that I couldn't be shaken. I couldn't be shaken. I couldn't be afraid. I just looked at him. But I, I knew what I just got done praying to God. Because I knew that he is the head of all. I know that he is the king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. No fear struck my body. Do you hear me? Because I know that my God is so. Do you hear me? I know that I'm living for Jesus. And that I have to die. I'm dying for Jesus. That's what I know. (laughs) Do you hear me? And I'm just saying it because... Prayer does things. Prayer shifts things. Prayer moves things. Do you hear me? When you use that name that is exalted above every name, when you use that name of Jesus, you shall see things begin to shake. You will see earthquakes in your life. You will start to see the kingdom of heaven coming down to earth. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? That's what happens. I just want to tell y'all about that little testimony because God is where it's so. Do you hear me? Though I walk through the valley with the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Do you hear me? I know I take shelter in the most high God. Do you understand me? I got Psalms 91 pled every day. I plead that because I need the protection of God. Do you understand that? You got to walk in knowing that God's word is spirit and is truth. You got to just profess it over yourself. Say it over your children. Say it over your grandchildren. Say it over your family. Say it over your friends because God's word is so. It's just so, family. It's 1219 at night and I'm outside in my car and I shall fear no evil because I know God told me to come out here and give you a word do you hear me he told me to come out here and give you a word so i'm walking through the valley with the shadow of death but i'm not gonna fear no evil because god's word is so do you hear me it says with the shadow of death that means death is right there but i'm still gonna fear no evil do you understand because i know i got a rock as my foundation i can't be easily shaken but listen I told you I was going to take you to Numbers 23. So let's go to that real quick. Um, 
Balaam blesses Israel. Then Balaam said to King Balak, Bring, build me seven altars here and prepare seven young bulls and seven rams for me to sacrifice. Balak followed the instructions and the two of them sacrificed a young bull and a ram on each altar on each altar then Balaam said to Balak stand here by your burnt offerings and I will go see if the Lord will respond to me then I will tell you whatever he reveals to me so Balaam went alone to the top of a bare hill and God met him there Balaam said to him I have prepared seven altars and have sacrificed a young bull and ram on each of each altar the Lord gave Balaam a message for King Balak then he said, go back to Balak and give him my message. So Balaam returned and found the king standing beside his burnt offering with all the officials of Moab. This is this was the message Balaam delivered. Balak summoned me from Aram. The king of Moab brought me from the eastern hills. Come, he said, curse Jacob for me. Come and announce Israel's doom. But how can I curse those whom God has not cursed? How can I condemn those who the Lord has not condemned? I see them from the cliff tops. I watch them from the hills. I see people who live by themselves, set apart from another nation, from other nations. Who can count Jacob's descendants? as numerous as dust who can count even a fourth of israel's people let me die like the righteous let my life end like theirs then king balak demanded of balaam what are what have you done to me i brought you to curse my enemies instead you have blessed them but balaam replied i will speak only the message that the lord puts in my mouth let me tell you something i'm only going to what the Lord puts in my mouth and I'm here to reassure you that can't nobody curse what the Lord has blessed do you hear me the Lord has called you by name he has awakened you out your sleep he has woken you up out your slumber and let me tell you something it's because you cannot cursed something that God has blessed. The Lord is using you to show off his splendor. He's using you to show off his majesty. He's using you to show off his power, his sovereignty. God is using you to do that. And can't nobody thwart the plan of God. Can't nobody stop the plan of God. They thought they was doing something when they saw Jesus hanging on the cross. But they didn't know about the third day. Who Jesus? They didn't know about the third day of the cross. They didn't know what happened on that third day when he rose. Do you hear me? They said, oh, we want to nail him to the cross. They thought they had a plan. Do you hear me? They thought they had a plan. But they didn't know that my God, he didn't know about the third day he didn't know because if he knew he wouldn't have nailed jesus to the cross so i need you to understand that you will be nailed to the cross sometimes but you got to remember that third day who you got to remember that spirit that rose jesus is living in you you just gotta know that you cannot curse something that the lord has blessed then King Balak told him, come with me to another place. There you will see another part of the nation of Israel, but not all of them. Cursed at least that many. So Balak took Balaam to the plateau of Zephoam on the Pishgan Peak. 
he built seven altars there and offered a young bull and a ram on each altar. Then Balaam said to the king, Stand here by your burnt offerings while I go over there to meet the Lord. And the Lord met Balaam and gave him a message. And he said, Go back to Balak and give him my message. So Balaam returned and found the king standing beside his burnt offering with all the officials of Moab. What did the Lord say? Balak asked eagerly. This is the message Balaam delivered. This was the message that Balaam delivered. Rise up, Balak, and listen. Hear me, son of Zippor. God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not charge, change his mind. He Has he ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? Listen, I've received a command to bless. I Listen, I've received... A command to bless. God has blessed and I cannot reverse it. No misfortune is in the plan for Jacob. No trouble is in store for Israel. For the Lord their God is with them. He has been proclaimed he has been proclaimed their king god brought them out of egypt for them he is as strong as a wild ox no curse can touch jacob no magic has any power against israel from now it will be said of jacob what wonders god has done for israel these people rise up like lionesses like a majestic lion arousing himself they refuse to rest until they have feasted on prey drinking the blood of the slaughter then Balak said to balaam fine but if you won't curse them at least don't bless them but Balaam replied to Balak did I tell you that I can do only what the Lord tells me who Jesus I only can do what the Lord tells me and the Lord he said it right here he said it right here he says listen I received a command to bless God has blessed and I cannot reverse it no misfortune is in his plan for Jacob no trouble is in store for Israel. The Lord is talking about you. Do you know you are a descendant, a descendant of I of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? You are a descendant of them. So if the Lord is saying this about Jacob, he's saying it about you. No trouble is in store for Israel. For the Lord their God is with them. He has been proclaimed their king. God brought them out of Egypt. The Lord has brought you out of Egypt. As he for them he is as strong as a wild ox the lord is as strong as a wild ox think back to your life where could you have been if it wasn't for god if you didn't have that but god moment where would you be sitting at right now no curse can touch jacob no curse can touch you do you hear me because you got that life given spirit within you you got that power that's within you you cannot die You have to live because it's by the spirit that lives in you. No magic has any power against Israel. For now it will be said of Jacob. What wonders God has done for Israel. These people rise up like lionesses. Like a majestic lion rousing itself. They refuse to rest till they have feasted on prey. Drinking the blood of the slaughter. You are as bold as a lion. You stand up and you stand firm in God's word in this battle. We don't give up. Do you want to know why? Because we got a strong God. And we know that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I'm not giving up in this battle. Because I know if God be for me. Who can be against me? That's what I know. The King Balak said to... Then King Balak said to... 
Balak said to Balaam, Come, I will take you to one more place. Perhaps it will please God to let you curse them from there. So Balak took Balaam to the top of a Mount Peor, overlooking the wasteland. Balaam again told Balak, Build me seven altars and prepare seven young bulls and seven rams for me to sacrifice. So Balak did as Balaam ordered and offered a young bull and a ram on each altar. By now, Balaam realized that the Lord was determined to bless Israel, so he did not resort to divination as before. Instead, he turned and looked out toward the wilderness where he saw the people of Israel camp tribe by tribe. Then the Spirit of God came upon him, and this message he delivered. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor, the message of the man whose eyes see clearly, the message of the one who hears the words of God, who sees a vision from the Almighty One, who bows down with eyes wide open. How beautiful are your tents, O Jacob. How lovely are your homes, O Israel. They spread before me like a palm grove, like gardens by the riverside. They are like tall trees planted by the Lord, like cedars beside the waters. Water will flow from their buckets. Their offsprings have all they need. Their king will be greater than Agag. Their kingdom will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt. For them, he is as strong as a wild ox. He devours all the nations that oppose him, breaking their bones into pieces, shooting them with arrows. Like a lion, Israel crouches and lies down like a lioness who dares to arouse her. Blessed is everyone who blesses you, O Israel, and cursed is everyone who curses you. Let me tell you something. These witches, these warlocks, these people that just that do all this type of black magic and stuff, all they doing is cursing themselves. They think that they're going to do something with a child of God. You can't do nothing with a child of God. And if somebody is listening right now that's dabbling in that stuff, I suggest you repent and you turn to God. Turn from your evil ways because you cannot curse something that God has blessed. You just can't do it. You fighting up against God. And this is a battle you're not built for. You're not built for a battle with God. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. You might be able to handle your own with a flesh. But when you messing with God, I don't think you want it. I don't think you want what God's fighting with. You don't want that. I'm telling you because you can't see which way he coming from. If you know somebody that dabble in that stuff, I suggest you warn them. Because let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Falling into the wrath of God is just, it's not a sight to see. It's not a sight to see. And anyone who tries to curse a child of God, you gonna find yourself worse off than, than what you try to do to them. Turn from your ways. King Balak flew into rage against Balaam. He angrily clapped his hands and shouted, I called you to curse my enemies. Instead, you have blessed them three times. Now get out of here. Go back home. I promise to reward you richly, but you had... But your Lord has kept you from your reward. Balaam told Balak, don't you remember what I told your messengers? I said, even if Balak were to give me his palace filled with silver and gold, I would be powerless to do anything against the will of the Lord. He says he would be powerless to do anything against the will of the Lord. 
I told you that I could only say what the Lord says. Now I'm returning to my own people. But the but first, let me tell you what the Israelites will do to your people in the future. This is the message Balaam delivered. This is the message of Balaam, son of Beor, the message, the message of the man whose eyes see clearly. The message of the one who hears the words of God, who has knowledge from the Most High, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who bows down with eyes wide open. I see him, but not here and now. I perceive him, but far in the distant future. A star will rise from Jacob. A scepter will emerge from Israel. It will crush the heads of Moab's people and cracking the skulls of the people of Sheth. Edom will be taken over and the seer, seer the its enemy will be conquered. While Israel marches on in triumph, a ruler will rise in Jacob who will destroy the survivors of Ir. Then Balaam looked over toward the people of Amalek and delivered this message. Amalek was the greatest of nations, but its destiny is destruction. Then he looked over toward the Canaanites and delivered this message. Your home is secure. Your nest is set in the rocks, but the the Canaanites will be destroyed when Assyria takes you captive. Balaam concluded his message by saying, Alas, who can survive unless God has willed it? Ships will come from the coast of Cyprus. They will oppress Assyria and afflict Eber, but they too will be utterly destroyed. Then Balaam left and returned home and Balak also went on his way. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Who who Balak was talking about that is a prince that's gonna arise. He was talking about somebody being risen. That's Jesus. <laughs> Jesus is coming to squash our enemies. Jesus is coming to triumph over our enemies. Jesus has came to give us the victory. Let me tell you something. That's what he was professing. He was professing doom because he could foresee what was going to happen on the cross. He was prophesying that Jesus was going to come here and defeat the enemies. That's what he was talking about. And it's time to walk in that victory. We have to walk in that victory. You cannot curse a child of God. You just can't. <laughs> you just can't. And when his word began, when it came to me, I just began to laugh. I just began to laugh. Like you can't do nothing with a child of God. The enemy can speak these lies to you, but he can't do nothing with a child of God. If he could, do you think he would have killed Jesus? He didn't understand that it was necessary for him to die on the cross. All he did was help us receive the victory. The weapons that are trying to form, they will not prosper, but they will help you grow into the Lord. It's here to strengthen you. It's here to give you endurance, to build your patience, to keep you spiritually strong. That's all that is for. When you're working out, right, you don't just stop as soon as you get tired, but you keep going. You keep finishing them reps. You keep you keep doing all your sets because you know you build that muscle. Even when you start feeling the burning, you keep going because you know you're building muscle, right? You know you burning them calories, right? It's the same thing in the spiritual realm. Yeah, it might start burning a little bit. Yeah, you might feel a little bit of discomfort, but guess what? It's building you. It's building you. The, the When I first came into the Lord, the battles that I was going through, they a cakewalk compared to where I'm at now. 
you get what I'm saying? Where I'm at now is a cakewalk because the Lord has built my spiritual muscle. You know, me worrying about who gonna like me, who not gonna like me. I used to care about those things. Now I'm just like, okay, if you don't like me, that's your loss. Like, what do you want me to do? You want me to beg for you to be my friend? Because I'm not about to do that. <laughs> I'm not about to do that. Okay, you don't like me. Okay. Okay, you don't want to believe that I hear the voice of the Lord. That's on you. I, I, I don't I don't feel like I have to get you to believe me because I know God is speaking to me. I know God is so. I know that he has called me. I know that he has anointed me. I know that he's put his words on my mouth and that's all I need to know. But it took the battles that I was going through for me to get through those battles and keep fighting to be able to be where I'm at now. You don't got to listen to me. You, you don't have to listen to me. But you know what? God hears me and God listens to me. And that's the attitude you got to have. I don't care who don't believe me. God hears me. God believes in me. God is for me. Who can be against me? You got to go through the battles in your life. You got to keep running this race to receive your prize. But you got to know. No word curse spoken over you shall prosper. Because you cannot curse something that the Lord has blessed. And the Lord has blessed you. And if you are not sure of it. Go read. What is that? Um. What is that? Matthew chapter 5, I want to say. Hold on. Go read Matthew chapter... Yeah, Matthew chapter 5. Go read that. The Beatitudes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you fall in line. And you cannot curse something that has been blessed by God. Let's go over it real quick. Matthew 5, verse 3. God blesses those who poor and realize their need for him. For the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God. God blesses those who are persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. And remember the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. God blesses those. That's what he just kept on saying. God blesses. You have been blessed by the Lord. You hear me? Receive Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 3. Receive that. Because you cannot curse something that is blessed. <laughs> and I have been blessed, okay, by God on many occasions. And I don't walk around worrying about what a witch is going to try to do what a little demon going to try to do because you can't stand against my god you might have had me if i was by myself but i roll with the the original og you hear me i, I roll with my original god do you hear me the god that the grave can't hold the god that said let there be and it was the God that spoke everything you see into existence. The God that formed the heavens and earth. Listen, that's the God I serve. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. That's who I serve. And you can't do nothing with him at all. If you it, listen, you ever heard that saying? If you can't beat us, join us. That's what I'm telling you. If you can't beat him, join him. And you cannot beat God. And at that very end, you are going to have to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, whether you want to or not right now. You will have to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So, (laughs) that is another thing. Um, Lord, if there's anything else you want me to say, Father, I will say it in the name of Jesus. Let's go to John chapter, John chapter, give me a second, two. And this is the wedding at Cana. Um, let's start at verse one. The next day there was a wedding celebration in a village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there and Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festival so Jesus' mother told him they have no more wine. What is wine in your life? Do you have no more energy? Do you have? You feel like you have no more power? You just want to give up in this battle. It's been so much. You have went through so much mentally, so much physically, so much emotionally. What is the wine in your life? Right? Picture yourself coming to Jesus. You ain't got pictures of really go to Jesus and say, I just have no more. I just, I, I have nothing else left. It's a humbling when you can say that to God. I don't know what to do. I have nothing else left, God. And you know, when, when, when Jesus' mom humbled herself and she said that, he said, dear woman, that's not our problem. Jesus replied, my time has not yet come. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. And that's what I'm here to tell you. Do whatever the Lord tells you. You feel like you have no more. Because it's time for you to rest. It's time for you really to surrender. And let the Lord have his way. Allow him to have his way. I'm here to tell you. Do whatever he tells you. No matter how big. No matter how small. It says standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. When the service had had been filled, when the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. So the servants followed his instructions. When the master of ceremonies tasted the water that was now wine, not knowing where it come from, though of course the servants knew, he called the bridegroom over. A host always serves the best wine first, he said. Then when everyone has a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. But you have kept the best until now. And when um, I was meditating on that part earlier, because first I was watching The Chosen, and then like the Lord, he just brought the verse to me. And as I was meditating on it, I was just thinking about it. God, when he tells you to do something, 
it's not going to be traditional. It's not going to be the way everybody else did it. Yeah, people in your family, you might think they're su- they're successful because of the way they did it. But that's not the way that God's calling you to become successful. Yeah, some people, you know, they 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 date for a long time and then they decide to get married. Your marriage is going to be different. You might date for a month or two and then it's time to get married. The Lord is doing something different. Do you see how he said then when everyone had a lot to drink, he brings out the less expensive wine. That's what typical people do. That's what he was saying. That's what typical people do. I've gone, I've come to many of these, many of these ceremonies, and I've noticed that the that that is always the best first, then is then 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 the less expensive is last. But he told Jesus, well, he told you know it wasn't Jesus, but we all know Jesus did it. He says, but you have kept the best until now. All that you have been tussling with, all that you have been fighting with, all of the things that you had to let go, all the things that you feel like you've ran out of energy, strength, power for, the Lord is saying, I have kept the best for you until now. Now is time. Now is the best. Now I'm going to give you all that I have for you because you know it comes from me. You've humbled yourself. You know that it's me who is going to deliver you. You know it's me who's going to restore you. You know it's me that's going to strengthen you. You know it's by my power that you will be have power. Now you understand it. I can give you the best. Now I can turn your water into wine because you understand that it's all about me. <laughs> it's all about Jesus. It was all about Jesus. And that's what I learned about the water being turned into wine. He did it in secret, right? Nobody really knew what what happened with the wine. They didn't even know that they were out of wine. And Jesus, he just, you know, he 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 went over, he blessed the wine. He just told them what to do. He told the servants what to do and they did it. And people, they begin to taste what the Lord has created. And that is what the Lord is doing for you. You are going to become a taste in people's mouth. And they're going to be like, this is the best thing that we have tasted. I have never tasted wine this good before. And it's up to you to testify to people. And tell them that Jesus turned your water into wine. Tell them how the Lord performed this miraculous miracle for you. Tell people how the Lord has redeemed you. Don't forget Jesus, okay? Don't forget him. Don't forget him because these blessings is coming in. And it's coming in one after another after another. He is opening the, the doors of heaven. He is opening the floodgates of heaven. And these blessings are pouring on you. I just see the doors opening and I see just water just gushing out. Like, like, like a waterfall just gushing out over you. Everything around you is going to get soaked. It's going to get submerged in these blessings of the Lord. And these blessings he's pouring out for you. Can't nobody do nothing with it. (laughs) It can't be cursed because God has given it to you. 
This is a package delivered to you from the kingdom of heaven. It can't nobody take this from you. Don't forget to tell everybody that Jesus turned your water into wine. Don't forget to tell people about that moment that you ran out of everything. I had no more wine. I had nothing left. But Jesus was still able to multiply my emptiness. Do you see right here? It says that standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremony washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, fill the jars with water. All that was sitting there was empty jars. And he said, just fill it with water. Tell people how his water has filled you. How you were once empty, but his water filled you. And how he just turned this water that was within you, this bubbling spring that was within you, how he turned it into wine. How now you are able to produce wine for nations because what the Lord has done for you. Don't forget that part, okay? Um, I want to take you to Isaiah 41. And I'm going to read this to you. God's help for Israel. Listen in silence before me, you lands beyond the sea. Bring your strongest arguments. Come now and speak. The court is ready for your case. Who has stirred up the king from the east, rightly calling him to God's service? Who gives this man victory over many nations and permits him to trample their kings underfoot? With his sword, he reduces armies to dust. With his bow, he scatters them like chaff before the wind. He chases them away and goes on safely, though he is walking over unfamiliar ground. Who has done such mighty deeds, summoning each new generation from the beginning of time? It is I, the Lord, the first and the last. I alone am he. The lands beyond the sea watch in fear. Remote lands tremble and mobilize for war. The idol makers encourage one another, saying to each other, Be strong. The carver encourages the goldsmith, and the motors help at the anvil. Good, they say, is coming along fine. Carefully they join the parts together, then fasten the thing in place so it won't fall over. But as for you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, my chosen one, Descendant from my from Abraham, my friend, I have called you back from the ends of the earth, saying, "You are my servant, for I have chosen you, and I will not throw you away. For I have chosen you, and I will not throw you away. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you." And help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. See all your angry enemies lie there confused and humiliated. Anyone who opposes you will die and come to nothing. You will look in vain for those who try to conquer you. Those who attack you will come to nothing. For I hold you by your right hand. I the Lord your God. And I say to you. Don't be afraid. I am here to help you. Though you are a lowly worm, O Jacob, don't be afraid, P. 
people of Israel, for I will help you. I am the Lord your Redeemer. I'm the Holy One of Israel. You will be a new threshing instrument with many sharp teeth. You will tear your enemies apart, making chaff of mountains. You will toss them into air, and the wind will blow them all away. A whirlwind will scatter them. Then you rejoice in the Lord. You will glory in the Holy One of Israel. When the poor and needy search for water and there is none left, and their tongues are parched from thirst, then I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will never abandon them. I will open up rivers for them on the high plateaus. I will give them fountains of water in the valley, in the valleys. I will fill the desert with pools of water. Rivers fed by springs will flow across the parched land. I will plant trees in the barren desert. Cedar, acacia, myrtle, olive, cypress, fir, and pine. I am doing this so all who see this miracle will understand what it means. That it is I, the Lord, who has done is I the Lord who has done this, the Holy One of Israel who created it. Present the case for your idols, says the Lord. Let them show what they can do, says the King of Israel. Excuse me, let them try to tell us what happened long ago. What happened long ago, so that we may consider the evidence, or let them tell us what the future holds, so we can know what's going to happen. Yes, tell us what will occur in the days ahead. Then we will know you are gods. In fact, do anything, good or bad. Do something that will amaze and frighten us. But no, you are less than nothing and can do nothing at all. Those who choose you pollute themselves. But I have stirred up a leader who will approach from the north. From the east he will call on my name. I will give him victory over kings and princes. He will trample them as a potter treads on clay. Who told you from the beginning that this would happen? Who predicted this making you admit that he was right? No one said a word. I was the first to tell Zion, look, help is on the way. I will send Jerusalem a messenger with good news. Not one of your idols told you this. Not one gave any answers when I asked. See, they are all foolish, worthless things. All your idols are as empty as the wind. Listen. Humble yourself before God. Because God is displaying his power. Okay? And he says he has chosen you. Just lay your idols down and watch the salvation of the Lord our God. Okay? Just just it's nothing he can't do. It's nothing he can't do. The only thing I know that the Lord can't do is lie. He just can't lie. I know he can't. He's too good. That's the only thing I can think of. He can't lie. He can't sin. That's the only thing I know. Cause he's so good. He is a good father and he has good things for those who love him and search for him and thirst for him. Just humble yourself before God. There's no need to be afraid. There's no need to have anxiety, stress, fear, and none of that. Because God is with you and he says he will help you. Stand in his word, okay? Stand in his word, okay? I just pray that this Lord has this word has blessed you. I pray that the Lord blesses you too. 
pray that this word has blessed you and just store that treasure in your heart that no one can curse anything that the Lord has blessed. You hear me? Nobody can curse something that the Lord has blessed. And you are blessed by the Most High God. So let's say this together. I love you. But most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.